0: Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we explore the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe one minute at a time. In this, our fourth season, we're looking at Kenneth Branagh's 2011 film, Thor. I'm Matthew Fox from TheEthicalPanda.com.
1: And I'm Andy Nelson from TheNextReal.com.
0: And today we're talking about Minute 20, which begins with Thor and friends reaching Yoden city and ends with Lofi talking smack about Thor's dad. So for the last time, we do have, once again, Chrissy Lenz and Nathan Blackwell from the most excellent 80s movie podcast here. And let am just going to ask, what's kind of the overall theme you've gotten from these five minutes we've gotten to talk about together?
2: Again, I, I mentioned this in previous uh, episodes, but having just gotten so used to the the current version of Thor and Loki, that it's fascinating to kind of go back and see the young, almost like college student versions of them. and because they've gone through so much on all these different films to kind of see the early, uh, you know, the the early version of these characters. Uh, so the theme to me is kind of like um, college students escaping in their dad's car, going to go have their own little adventure and um, them learning something about themselves and, and kind of flexing who they think they are. Uh, that's kind of the feeling I, I've been getting from these these few minutes.
3: Yeah, and like somehow the jock has has brought all his jock buddies, but also his his sensitive poetic little brother is just getting swept up in it all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please, oh, poor him! <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's funny. I didn't even thought of it until you said that, but like. This is a very 80s movie kind of dynamic. You know, I feel like I've seen this as the 80s movie quite a lot. Uh, Mostly they're told by the perspective of that sensitive little brother. So uh, the love for Loki uh, (laughs) is making a lot more sense as we talk about this. (laughs) Well, we'll dive into all that more after just one minute. We have
1: so much fun producing Marvel Movie Minute. This is an independent podcast from True Story FM. We love producing it. We love talking about Marvel content every day, but it does take time and it does cost money. Without our members, for whom we are eternally grateful, we couldn't keep it going. Membership means that we can deliver the content to you without selling your information and interests through podcast advertising sources. We like our privacy. We know you like your privacy. If you're already a member... We really, truly appreciate it. If you're not, please consider becoming a member for the season. It only costs $5 per month, or we offer a discounted price if you join at the annual rate. You get bonus episodes, early access to shows, access to live streams, stickers, and more. Plus, you get the comfort of knowing that you are supporting this independent podcast production. Visit truestory.fm slash Minute to learn more. Thank you.
0: So, First of all, we see them kind of walking again, uh, and now they're in that same lineup. It's now a triangle, but with Thor in the front, Sif and Loki, and then the Warriors three.
1: Yeah, this this clearly is their their preferred, their, I don't their know, their battle war yeah, uh, you, well, It's like
2: f- yeah. film blocking, like how you place the actors. You always totally. want kind of like a V, yeah. so it's not just a line of people and mm-hmm. someone gets like covered up by the main dude, that you've got kind of depth and... Um, yeah, uh, the, it's always more dynamic in terms of uh, framing.
3: You do get a good look at Sif's whole ensemble, though, sure. in yeah. a nice way, where you get, like, the shininess of her blouse, mm-hmm. and you get to see that that hood that we talked a little bit about, and, like, the the sensible <laughs> but significant heel that she's wearing, yeah. and you really, I felt very connected to mm-hmm. her in this minute.
2: Fandral's coif, his his hair is backlit well.
0: I, I, I'm glad you, you positively reacted to it. Because I definitely had that moment of like, okay, she's not wearing, at least she's not wearing boob armor or like stilettos. But like, really? Do her shoes have to have a heel when no one else's does? I, okay. You know?
3: Uh, a chunky heel is a girl's best friend. Okay.
0: There you go. There you go. I own a few pairs myself, but you know, <laughs> uh, not what I want to fight in. But okay. So, so we get them kind of walking through and... And then we start now, I think we really do get to see that this is a city, you know, uh, yeah. we see things that I think pretty clearly look like carved. They're not nature, but it still looks mm-hmm. broken and desolate.
1: Right. And, and we finally end up with them in kind of that, uh, I, as the script calls it, it's the central plaza that they're in. And again, I'm assuming from the comics, this is Utgard, which is the main city uh, for the Frost Giants on on the planet of Jotunheim, and the the building is the, the, the ruins of Utgard Hall that we see. So this is where they finally come to their stop.
3: I had a really hard time getting a sense of, of where he was as opposed to where they were. Like, is he sitting on the top of the building?
1: I'm, I'm glad you have that <laughs> issue, too.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Certainly well, something that uh it's it's very tricky to try pinpointing. Mm-hmm. Like where exactly is Laufey? Uh, you know, he's he's here, he's talking to them, but he's like, he's like <laughs>
3: Batmanning
0: on the
2: like a gargoyle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Let's cover a few things that happen first, but but we'll definitely get into that. Right. And Andy and I were kind of doing as a pruder film, kind of like shot <laughs> frame by frame analysis. Yeah. Uh and so Sif then says, you know, where are they? And Thor just immediately answers like hiding as cowards do. It, and I, I I wrote in the notes, such an idiot. <laughs> like to me, this is just where like, how can you not see, especially because one of the next shots is of them all kind of walking into the semicircle where they're on the very bottom and like, you know, if I'm playing a video game, mm-hmm. that's a trap. That's the boss battle. I know that's a trap. I know not to walk into that. And now Sif is again warning him and just he won't Listen to anything.
3: It's the confirmation bias that he wanted there to be something sinister and evil here. He's he's looking for it. He's expecting it, and finally, it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We mm-hmm. knew. We, I knew. knew the, I knew the whole time. They'd be hiding.
1: Yeah, he's expecting, he's expecting, well, because as he was saying to Odin when they were in the vaults, that they were probably building their armies right now, you know, and, and getting ready to to battle. And so um, it's an interesting, like, he's always ready to shift. And here he's just like, oh, they're hiding because they're cowards. It's like now that he's here and he doesn't see them out, he's always coming up with an excuse.
3: So he is able to pivot and be flexible and change his mindscape, but only to <laughs> confirm that he is and never was incorrect
0: exactly exactly so so then we do get Laufy announcing himself and first it's the kind of voice that's coming from everywhere you've come a long way to die as guardians and i i love that especially because we we find out next line that he knows exactly who's here and he Hmm. doesn't care he's just kind of like all as guardians are the same to me you're all gonna die
1: well, I assume that he knows they're here because he saw the bifrost come down, I mean, just outside the city. I mean, again, it speaks to kind of the nature of kind of the beam, you know, it's such a movie trope, but the beam of light that shoots into the sky, right? I mean, that's exactly what the bifrost looks like. It is that giant beam of light that, you know, except it's kind of coming down. But still, it's like, I'm sure Luffy and his all of his frost giants saw just outside the city, oh, there's a giant, uh, the Bifrost is coming down here. Somebody's arrived and it has to be the Asgardians. Uh, so, but it's interesting that he, um, I don't know if he, I don't know if he specifically knew it was Thor, but he obviously knew it was Asgardians, right? Yeah. Like, do you think that when he says, we know who you are, do you think he knew it was Thor? Or, I mean, maybe the red cape gives it away, but otherwise, <laughs> um, because the, the, on Harry guards, they all wear yellow. And so I wonder if if uh he did know that it was uh one of the uh the you know Odin or his uh, son, really. The
2: princelings have arrived. Yeah.
0: And and so now let's get into that question you were raising, Chrissy, because Andy and I were actually kind of going back and forth on this a bit because we see him uh and and we we're both kind of searching. I don't think we see where he is at first, uh especially because then later you see him like just taking up the whole frame of that big archway. Mm-hmm. And of course, he has that very effective like turn to the left to deliver it. But I have real trouble trying to figure out where in the world he could be that that turn makes any sense. And I, Andy, I know you, you, it made sense for you, but I, I feel like it's very oddly shot because it, it looks to me like he's talking to another frost giant for a second there. Um, but it, it then looks like maybe he's looking down at them. I, I, I wish, I wish we'd had at least one more shot of. Clearly establishing what is he looking at when he looks over to the side.
2: Yeah, you're, you're looking at um Thor's eye line. It's really not that high, you know. His eye line when he's looking at Luffy is only just a little above his own eye line, you know. So mm-hmm. it 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 and and obviously that that can be manipulated just so it's a little more appealing for the shot. But it looks like he's only he's looking more or less dead ahead you know there's almost that shot where we're coming around thor and all the guys there's all those cracks in the ground and we're kind of like rotating around it almost looks like 37 38 like we're going to reveal a throne dead ahead that might be where luffy is but yeah you it, it's very confusing in the way it's shot it's dramatic the way it's shot but it's it's right. not super clear well
1: and it's it's obviously off in the distance but it is kind of it is peculiar because it, there is an archway that's that's kind of up i don't know I'd, i guess i'd say if if i were imagining this uh this palace before it had kind of crumbled i would say it's probably up a flight of stairs like a royal flight of stairs so it'd be kind of a second floor balcony where the throne would be but the way that the throne is positioned well i mean first off laufi is sitting kind of a little bit at an angle when when we see him on the throne, like he's if you know, it's almost like he's turned partway in his chair to face the camera a little better. Well,
3: because he had time, he saw them coming on the bifrost, and he was like, "Oh, okay, got to get ready, exactly. got to look cool." Right. <laughs> he's like, he's got how How's this? Get how's into this? the position. How about this? And then I turn.
1: Exactly, because it is a very dramatic turn, but it also makes it seem like the throne doesn't actually face this plaza here. It seems like the throne is facing as we're looking, you know, from behind Thor and all of his friends, the throne would be facing screen left, which is peculiar because I'm like, well, who who is he facing over there? You know, and and maybe it's just because, again, everything's kind of falling apart and maybe the throne's kind of shifted because the ground's shifted. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But it is odd and it's hard to get a sense of space here as to like where Luffy is especially because we don't see him like i keep looking up to those those tops of the areas and i'm like is that little tiny dot is that his head is that what we're
0: looking at well especially because to me part of what i find so confusing about it why why i think it matters not just like a interesting uh camera thing is i, I feel like what Luffy what Luffy does or doesn't know in this moment is so vital because Thor clearly yeah. thinks, like, Laufey ordered those giants to go attack Asgard. And and so sort of the impression that I get, you know, what I thought was happening the first time I watched this through is that Laufey is very pointedly looking at another frost giant in a sort of way of where Laufey has maybe, like, found out about this after it happened, and he wasn't thrilled that these people were sent in, but he's also kind of—he's now putting the blame back and saying to, to Thor, like— there are many traitors in the house of Odin, you know, cause he at least knows, maybe he knows that Loki let them in. Maybe he doesn't know who it is, but he definitely knows that like, this wasn't me attacking. This was something else.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It does almost kind of look like a dramatic aside,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I, and I love that moment because it does, it, I, it really plays like somebody like, oh, there, there were some people who got into Asgard. Like, it's almost like he's, he didn't realize it. And he's, Trying to, he's he's coming up with something to say to Thor to draw more information out, and that's something
2: I really love about that. And he has to almost kind of own it if it's happening. It's like, oh yes, yes, we can strike anywhere, you yeah. know, exactly. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. it you? It was you, huh? definitely. You're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk to you later. <laughs>
0: and, and so, what's going on when he says that line about there's many traitors in the house of Odin? Did so he? Did you think he knows that Loki did it? What What do you think, Luffy knows, and what is he trying to? Uh, do to get under Thor's skin like that?
1: Well, one, Colm Fiore is just fantastic with his delivery through the scene. Like I just love yes. the way he says it. But it's an interesting line. And I feel like, again, he knows how to how to poke at Thor, right? Just like everyone mm-hmm. seems to know how to provoke Thor. You know, he's going to say something like that <laughs> that that uh that puts the House of Odin down, which I think is is uh really interesting. But I also like I guess we'll just have to we'll have to reevaluate our thoughts about this scene later in the film when when there are further conversations between Loki and Laufey. Like, I'm curious to kind of replay mm-hmm, this scene yeah. in my head and look at it again from mm-hmm. that perspective. But as we're looking at it now, it does play like Laufey didn't have any idea what was going on. And now he's trying to get Thor to say more so that he can get stuff out. And I I, I don't know. I, I like the way he pushes him here. Mm hmm. But what's interesting about what Thor says, because he says, do not dishonor my father's name with your lies. Like, it seems like now Thor is trying to push Luffy, And maybe it's because he doesn't know where he is. And it's like, is he trying to get him angry to to get him to stand up and reveal
3: his position? And he just won't hear it. He just can't hear it. It's like any yeah. moment, it, you know, it's like it's that feeling that when you're arguing with someone and you and you just anything that they can grab mm-hmm. to be, to slap back. It is a, such a gift to like, ah, ah, don't tell lies about my dad.
0: They tell you it's a nice day, especially because when I hear the line, there are many traitors in the house of Odin. That doesn't sound to me like an attack on Odin. That's almost a kind of, like, I feel almost sympathy for Odin. He's got all these traitors betraying him. And yet, you're right, Thor immediately just, like, he heard the word Odin, and that's all he cares about, and he leaps to his father's defense and and just immediately dismisses that there's any possibility. Which kind of goes to what you were saying before, Andy, of if there's any thought that Thor is coming here to investigate, not just to go on a murder rampage, if he's not going to believe a single thing Lofi says straight off the bat, yeah, this was not, there's no investigation here.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's, he, he, yeah. he wants any excuse. Thor just need, needs an excuse to just confirm what he believes.
3: Well, couldn't it be also mm-hmm. like, I mean, maybe maybe Laufey is doing the mental math of like, well, if you're here, then obviously this, this, and this have gone wrong. So therefore, I can conclude that he knows, because he knows Odin is sneaky little guy, right?
1: Right. The, the Odin or Loki?
3: A yeah, sneaky that's... big guy, Odin. Odin, right? Odin is <laughs> big not guy. Yeah. always telling yeah. the, the yeah. full truth about things.
0: We somewhat know that about Odin now. We learn a lot more about it in Ragnarok, but in the mythology especially, Yeah, Odin is much more of a, a trickster who Laufey mm-hmm. never trusts. So I think that that makes a lot of sense. And I do love, though, that as much as it starts out with him just being very calm, collected, like, you've come a long way to die. He gets under Thor's skin, but then Thor gets under his skin because you can see, like, the resentment at the name Odin is just so great. And he just leaps up again to say, your father. And we don't know what he says.
2: Yeah, (laughs) your father. Mm -hmm. And we never will. (laughs) Uh
3: But Well, but uh, like what I'm saying is like, I to me, it felt like he was insinuating, you know, there are many traitors in the house of Odin. and, And like, I think Andy said. He was not specifically picking on Odin, but to me, it, it, one other possible read of it could be, like, he is specifically talking about Odin. Like, Odin is also, like, t- not telling everybody mm-hmm. everything.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's very different. I, that can make sense as well.
1: Which, I mean, that certainly is a, an interesting point that we'll learn by the time we get to Thor Ragnarok. And it does make you wonder, like, what, what does Laufey know about all of the history with Odin that none of these people do? So that's actually an interesting
2: perspective yeah because it it, it's really interesting because you've got these you've got a hint at the different generations like this generation has no idea what happened 20 years before their time or or thousands of years i guess depending on how long they live but just (laughs) like that that generational thing of like the people who grew up with your dad and knows what really happened you know,
3: he you knew your dad yeah, when he right. was the Thor <laughs> and was like
2: uh-huh, right.
0: pushing people around. Exactly. And one thing I thought was interesting was, and, and Andy, you spent a better eye for these details and maybe you're, you, you can correct me. We saw that o- Odin, as he's appearing in like this time period, looks like he has aged significantly since like when he came to fight Laufey a thousand years ago. Laufey doesn't look like he's aged a day. Now, granted, Ice Giant, I don't really quite know the features of Ice Giants and <laughs> right how they age, and it would be harder to show, but it did feel to me like Luffy looks exactly the same. I think he's even wearing the same armor from back then.
1: thats I was wondering, like, is he has he changed clothes at all? I, I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it even, looks like the same stuff. Are those the same
0: jeans?
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Yeah. I, I'd love to have a sense that there was uh, an age progression with the Frost Giants, but I don't feel yeah. like there was like and I know perhaps it was just the, the short amount of time that they uh, the actors were on set. But it does feel like uh, when we see Colm Fiore here, he feels very much the same. And actually, it'll be interesting to look at, like when we get better shots of him, you know, we'll be able to better compare. Laufey now versus Laufey in 965 AD right. and how much, uh, how how the time has worn on his it, frozen skin.
0: It does make me wonder, because it, it doesn't look like there's a lot going on in Jotunheim, you know, like you kind of wonder why does he climb up to his throne every day if <laughs> like, right. he's just sitting there, no one no one's coming and knocking on the door very often. I, I kind of <laughs> wonder if maybe the idea is that they're kind of in a hibernation state you know and that maybe like they wake up because again the bifrost not terribly subtle but maybe he's just been sitting there for 500 years since the last time anyone came to visit
3: almost maybe like um wouldn't you describe it that way reminds me of oh what's that lord of the rings town where they go and the and the guy's just like sort of frozen in his it starts with an r rohan
0: Rohan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Where the king is that worm tongue whispering mm-hmm. into his ear for so long. And they all yeah. seem
3: sort of like they're in a hibernation state, kind of, until they get awakened mm-hmm. by Gandalf.
0: But it seems
1: like at least they have a, an economy of some sort. Like mm-hmm. the the Rohan citizens still have to walk around and go pick and do
3: stuff, you yeah. know, food
1: and stuff. <laughs> they still have to do uh, laundry. Uh, you know. <laughs> you know? Right. They still have these things. Like the frost giants, like, yeah, I mean, there's nobody walking around. Like, if this is the ruins yeah. of the town, you'd think, right, you'd still see some street. <laughs> Yeah. Vendors or something,
2: <laughs> yeah. Buy buy ice, two ice for three ice.
0: Doesn't uh, seem like a great deal. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know where they get you know protein or what their biology is, but mm-hmm. there's not any food growing here. You know, like so. Yeah, there's snow leopards somewhere. You know,
3: uh, um. you just behind the castle is the uh-huh. farmers market. We just didn't see the farmers market.
1: Right, a yeah. big a big yoten beast ranch back there somewhere.
0: Exactly, exactly. Uh, Well, yeah, so there's so much more we're going to discuss uh, as we hear more about Laufey. Unfortunately, we're not going to get to do it with you two, but I'm so glad you could be a part of this. Any other kind of last thoughts, either on this minute or the whole five minutes we've gone over together?
1: I just have to talk a little bit about the script before we jump out of here. Oh, please Um, do. One... Before, there, there's actually a frost giant sentry who speaks to them, a Jotun sentry who speaks to them before um, before they end up talking to Laufey. And he's like, what is your business here, Asgardian? And then Thor says, I speak only to your king, not to his foot soldiers. And then Laufey oh. says, then speak. And, and the conversation begins. So just a little bit of business that they probably saved money on actors. Uh, but... The whole lead up to them them arriving here when when uh, when we have Sith saying, Where are they? and Thor's like hiding as cowards always do. Like that whole thing, we would have had their conversation of silliness continuing from earlier to now when they're, you know, Thor's like, it feels good, doesn't it, to be together again, adventuring on another world? And Fandral says, adventuring, is that what we're doing? And Thor says, what would you call it? And Fandral, freezing, Volstagg, starving, Sif, whining, Thor, how about a song to lift the spirits? The others groan, (laughs) Hogan, no, not that, Sif, Sif. please don't don't make us (laughs) sing again. Bandrel, if I have to listen to Volstagg's singing voice one more time, I'll fall on my own sword. Sif, well, now I'm on board. And and then they get to this place where they see the temple and Sif says, where are they? I just count our, our lucky stars that we didn't have to have any
3: of that. That's two uh-huh. different movies. Yeah, that's that's two totally different movies. That does seem more like the mythological Thor who was a fool and a bit silly, you know, like, but yeah, that does not work at all
1: painful 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 you know
3: someone's like oh i like that part
1: (laughs) somebody somebody (laughs) obviously the writer has enjoyed it i mean i felt like they were really trying to capture the essence of the warriors three and just kind of that playful banter that they have in the comics but at the same time i'm just like i think there was a reason that they're not people's favorites and why largely they end up becoming forgotten by the time we get to the third movie
2: yeah
0: because because like i can see the value in further establishing that these are the kind of men, not although Sif's a little bit part of it too, but mostly the guys there for whom, like, the only way they can express, like, uh, any emotion to each other is that very bro way of, like, constantly teasing each other and one-upping each other, and, like, the idea of them ever actually expressing emotion to each other is completely out of the window, you know, and, but yeah, I feel like we don't really need that, and certainly in this moment, it would have felt so out of place, you know? Mm. Yeah, just not needed.
3: Although I do want to know what the song was.
0: <laughs> brave, brave Sir Thor is <laughs> exactly. And I would
3: I would imagine that like they would do it in rounds, right? So like one would start, it's like a row, row, row your boat situation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very very much like pub songs, you know, like drunken Irish songs yeah. kind of things.
1: Well, that would have been a great callback for when Thor and Eric are, are coming out of the pub uh, singing drunkenly later in the film. If we had started with, like, the original Asgardian version of that song, and then later we get to hear what has become on Midgard all these centuries later.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. Or the other way that maybe just Thor picked up something on Midgard, you know, and yeah. now brought mm-hmm. it back. Uh, sorry, so uh, to Nathan and Chr- Chrissy, though, is there any other last thing about this minute or the, these
3: whole five you wanted to comment on? Um, Just so, it's been so much fun Uh, hanging out with you both and watching Thor shove his way through these minutes.
0: <laughs> very well put. Very well put.
2: At least we're not in the cave. That's <laughs> yeah. right. That's
1: true. Technically,
0: we're technically <laughs> not in the cave. Right. Very <laughs> cave-like. Uh, well, thank you both so much. Um, and we've, I know you've had a chance to kind of promote a couple of things you do, but for the people who are listening, there's a last chance to hear you. Is there the last thing that uh, you want them to know about, about where to find either the stuff you've talked about before or something you haven't mentioned yet?
3: Main thing is, is the podcast, the most excellent 80s movies podcast um, at most excellent pod on all of the media social, um, but also the neighborhood comedy theater. If you want to uh, check out more of me and what I do and you can find more of Nathan and all of the magical things he creates at Squishy Studios.
2: I agree.
0: (laughs) Thank
2: you.
3: Awesome. Well, th- thank you both
0: so much. I'm really looking forward to joining your podcast. I, uh, as we talked about off air, found out that you haven't covered Better Off Dead yet, which is my personal favorite '80s movie. So I'm so excited to uh, uh, volunteer myself. You know, it's <laughs> up to you uh, t- to jump on. And you've been great guests. Thank you all so much to all of our listeners. Thank you for thank you so much. I hope you're enjoying what we're doing. Um, let us know. Obviously, you can, as been talked about many times, become a member. So many ways to give us feedback. But thank you just so much for being loyal fans and have a great day.
1: Until next time,
0: true believers. Marvel Movie Minute is a production of True Story FM, engineering by Andy Nelson. This season's music is One Last Ride by Martin Puringer. Find the show at TrueStory.fm. And if your podcast app allows ratings and reviews, consider doing that for this show.